Well, hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining me today. Welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I'm your spiritual life coach, Cordelia Reed. Uh, you know, I, I always like to start the show with a little bit about me, and I'm not going to go into too much detail right now, except the fact that I'm excited about the title. The title today is How to Live with Joy and to live exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all that you're called to do. So I stop in the title with how to live with joy because as you can see, that can be a little lengthy. But the purpose of this show is to definitely help you understand how this operates and works in the supernatural so that you can have a naturally joyous life. And I'm going to talk to you today from Genesis 17 verses 1 through 7. I chose this story because it's a story of um, of patience. It's a story of triumph. It's a story in which God's promise came to pass and how we today are great examples of this particular story. So I'm going to start at verse one. And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee, multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with thee and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham for a father of many nations have I made thee and I will make thee exceeding fruitful and I will make nations of thee and kings shall come out of thee and I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. You know, I, I wish, you know, after reading this, that's a huge, powerful, um, I, I think it's a huge, powerful story, and we hadn't even really gotten into the weeds of it. Actually, we kind of graced the surface, and I wanted to kind of focus on the promise and how God approaches Abraham and how um, his name was changed and how God promised these things and how these things came to pass. Some of the things I want you to keep in mind is that it's amazing how from the beginning God told him that kings shall come from thee. And these are from thy seeds. And at this time, Abraham was actually, what, 99 years old? So he was pretty much had gone a long life. And that is a lot, a longer life than most of, the, most of us live nowadays, right? One of the things that jumps out at me is how Abraham um, was able to take in all of this. And not once do I read in this story, if you read further and further, you don't see any complaints from Abraham. You don't see any, but God, I can't, but God, why, but I'm too old. You know, I know that's what Sarah said, his wife, but you don't ever hear that from Abraham. And, you know, sometimes when I read this, I think, oh my gosh, I know we always have these things to say to God. Is this one of the reasons why we are delayed even longer? You know, but the best thing that I love about this story is that um, 
God already talks about kings and how great Abraham already is and how God changed his name after the, he said, okay, this is your promise. And his name became different. So once we actually start doing something that God calls us to do, something changes, something takes place, right? So we see that he went from Abram to Abraham, Abraham, which means that he will be a father of many nations. So your title has to represent exactly what your purpose is. All right. Now, with that said, has anyone ever told you that you were born to be a king or um, a queen or a prophet or a priest or someone to be to stand out in society? Has anyone ever told you that? Well, my guess is no, right? Unless you actually are a king or a prince listening to this and you actually have that title in the, the area that you're in. But, you know, most likely you don't. And the average person listening to this does not have that title. But one of the things that, you know, while you're listening to this, you kind of get a sense of, wait a minute, if we are seeds of Abraham, literally a lot of us are, well, I want to say all of us are, and it didn't just stop over in the Middle East. It, it spread all over the world. That was the whole point. He said that Abraham would have as many uh, generations that come out of him as there are stars in the sky. So we don't know where that stops, okay? We do know where it started, but we don't know where that stops, all right? The point that I'm trying to make is God already established with that promise that there will be kings and there will be queens and there will be so many people that come out of that. There are great to God and great in him. So that tells me from conception, that's who we actually are. God already ordained us to be those people. So we're sitting here right now listening. I want you to take a good long look in the mirror because God already, he already made you that person. He already made you that king or that queen or whatever it is you um, desire in your heart that you know that you are, but you don't feel like it. Some people, I've heard people say, you know what? I'm working this job as a secretary, but I feel like I should do so much more. And then when you say it's a secretary, you start comparing it to another man-made title. Okay. Like maybe I should be a, the VP of some bank or something. Either way, those are the titles you think you should be. But once again, you may get into that title and work your way up and you still don't feel 100% complete. You know why? Because that's a man-made title, okay? We have to go back to what's truly inside of us. What is your God-ordained title? This is the first way you start to live exceedingly abundantly above and beyond is recognizing who you are and what God has put in you. You are a king. You are a queen of the most high God. God calls us and he gives us these gifts. He speaks his word through us. He makes us prophets. He makes us priests. He calls us to be the most high in the society, which is one of the reasons why the enemy always tries to destroy us who we are with a thought. So from birth, we're told we're not this, we're not that, you're not fit for this, you're not good for that, you're not going to make it to this, you're not going to make it to that, there's nothing you can do in your life, you're not going to amount to anything. These are things that are told people, and most likely, we know that the one lie the enemy is always telling us, the opposite is true. So if the enemy actually told you you could never do this, that means you were meant to do that. You understand? So that means that he's trying to kill already what God has placed in you. That's step one of living exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all that God has called you to do. Know that he has called you right now to be a king or a queen or a priest or a prophet or the most high in society. Every example you see in the Bible, you see that there are people representing 
these kinds of people, right? And you see these examples of stories of people and they, yes, they struggle with things just like we all do, but they knew what they were called to do at least most of the time, <laughs> right? So anyway, just know who you are and know what God has given you. That's step one. Number two is, you know, I talked about in, you know, I thought about this clearly. I talked about in uh, the, the truth about Jezebel part one and two about the importance of praise. And, um, you know, one of the things I did not do in that particular podcast was talk about different ways in which you can praise God. I mean, we know about the, the, the typical ways of, you know, thank you, Jesus, and just giving thanks and thanks. You can never say thank you enough. That we know we can say. But there are multiple ways you can praise God. And, you know, the, one of the ways you can clearly praise him is being by being who you are and all that you are called to be, recognizing that you are a child of the Most High God. That is a huge praise. God sees that, he recognizes that, and he comes in and draws near to you when you are able to call that out on who you are. That, my dear, is praise. You know, I was just recently at this um, this sit-down talk with a group of women, and one of the questions I had for them is, how is it that we get our, once once we kind of get an understanding as to who we are and what we want to do in life, how do we know that that's in the will of God? And what do we do in the meantime until we actually reach that particular breakthrough that we're asking and believing God for? Because perhaps that breakthrough is his miracle. So uh, hopefully that makes sense to you. The point is, how do we get to that breakthrough? And how do we recognize that breakthrough being the will of God? I'm just going to repeat that back in a nutshell. Uh, what do we do in the meantime? You know, those are, those are, they sound like three separate questions, but how do we live our lives in the meantime while we're trying to understand God's will, be in God's will, and then get to that point of breakthrough? And one of the first things that someone said is, you've got to learn to praise God in the process. And that's what God really truly recognizes and praise is our sacrifice. So you praise God by being who you are. Uh, number two is even when you don't want to be happy about something, even when you don't feel joyous, you've got to be joyous. Even when you don't want to get out of the bed, you've got to get out of the bed and do what you're supposed to do that day with a very uh, cheerful heart. That is difficult. I get it. Trust me, I've been there. But when you do that, I can promise you that's a part of praise. Your Something inside your soul or your spirit starts to catch up with what you're doing throughout the day because you've got so much going on. But if you can get up, recognize who you are as a child of God. Recognize, hey, I'm a king and a queen or I'm, I'm whatever God has called me to be, but I'm a child of the Most High God. That's pretty important to me. I can. I really can't imagine that once you call that out, somehow that changes something inside of you or the Holy Spirit just comes in in that moment and he changes something in your heart and say, hey, I'm going to do what I need to do because it's important not only to me, but it's important to him that I do the right thing and be happy about doing it. I do the right thing and go about my day in a way that will make, that pleases God. I do the right thing and go about my day by loving uh, God and loving my neighbor as I love myself. And recognizes that God loves me, right? Uh, that's all a part of praise. That's all a part of what you do in the meantime until that breakthrough comes through or whatever it is you're praying about comes through or until you hear the voice of God telling you what to do or what he's expecting for you to do for your life. That is so 
powerful. Uh, the other ways that I've learned that you can give God praise is when you are sitting and you're praying, sit and wait and hear what God has to say to you. And, you know, even before I actually became um, a spiritual life coach, essentially just in my ministry, I remember just praying to God and calling out to him about things. And, you know, I was waiting on them and waiting on them and waiting on them. And finally, I kept, this verse kept coming to mind. And I couldn't understand. It was like all day I was doing something. And I kept hearing in the back of my mind, the earth is the Lord, the fullness thereof, and those that dwell therein. And finally, I said it. I'm thinking, that's odd because I didn't just read this verse. It just keeps coming to mind. Guess what? That was the Holy Spirit. And that was one of my first literal encounters of me just hearing the Holy Spirit within me and recognizing that was him bringing something to mind and kind of answering what all I have been asking. And I had been asking for several things, but that particular verse cleared everything up. In other words, God is the one that's over everything, is in control of everything, and there's nothing on this earth that's controlling him. He's controlling it. So if things are not going well in your life, if things are not going the way you want it to go, you still have to take time and recognize, just like I did when I was reading, uh, we talked about in Genesis 17, the first thing he said to Abram was that, know that I am God. That's huge. That is a part of praise. He said in that first verse, I am the almighty God. That's the first thing he said to him. So you've got to understand when God, when you recognize God, recognize him as being the almighty God, because he's always going to have a way of coming back to you, especially if you take that time out to sit and listen after your prayer. This is your one-to-one -one time with God. He's going to come back to you and remind you of who he is. And once you know that and recognize that, there is nothing that can come your way that day that will make you feel like down or depressed or that things are just absolutely impossible. Now, I know this may sound like a cliche, but if you practice this, I promise you, you will start to see a big difference. You know, uh, the other way um, I will say with praise is not only just with praise music, that helps a lot. Praise music helps clear the atmosphere. One of the things I have found that um, when I'm listening to praise music, you know, it does not have to always be gospel music. You know, the Holy Spirit sometimes sends me songs at night. I will wake up in the middle of the night with a song on my heart that I haven't heard probably in 20 or 30 years. And it's not a gospel song. It's probably a love song. Uh, one of them was One in a Million. Um, that is a beautiful song. It's about finding love. The other one is um, A Kiss from a Rose. And, you know, those particular songs are so beautiful, just beautiful love songs. And when you listen to them, you can see why uh, the Holy Spirit would send a song like that. So don't think it always has to follow a certain pattern. It can be, a, you know, what Christians call secular songs. It could be anything. God can use anything or anyone. Another example of using anything is, Lately, God has been speaking to me, back to me, just in the birds singing. In my one-to-one -one time with God, I will sit back after praying and just listen. Or I could be praying about something and all of a sudden, I hear a bird singing really loudly in my ear. And I actually, when I pray, just so you know, I sit by a window and there's a tree outside the window. And usually it's very early in the morning. And I only hear this. I don't hear it several times in an hour. I'll hear it one time maybe. Um, and it'll be that one time I was praying about something and I sat back and all of a sudden I would just hear 
the birds singing and the singing will last for probably about no more than uh, seven, eight seconds maybe. Either way, the way it makes me feel is so peaceful. And then there's just this way of the Holy Spirit saying, that's me. And I know it's him because I just talked to him and asked the question and all of a sudden I hear the singing and the singing is so loud and so profound. It's almost like he's right there with me. And it's the most beautiful thing in the world. To me, just hearing that and feeling that it's living exceedingly abundantly above and beyond. See, we haven't even gotten to the next one yet. <laughs> um, I will tell you that in this same conversation, we talked about praise. So we talked about, you know, just different ways you can praise God. Obviously, is you know, giving thanks, uh, being who you are, being happy, being who God created you to be, acknowledging him as God, um, listening to music that helps clears the atmosphere. If there are bad spirits in the air, they will run at the name of Jesus. Even if you have to call out the name of Jesus yourself, you know, clear the atmosphere. If you've got music or if you can sing, sing, that is great. Or whatever gift that God has given you, if you are using that gift throughout the day, that is living exceedingly abundantly above and beyond and having joy in your life and that is praising God you know when I was sitting with this group of women the other answer that someone gave me which I thought was just excellent was that you always have the authority in your life that God has given you what that essentially means is no matter where you are God is with you he is always with you. So take authority when you walk into a room and you feel like, oh my God, I don't want to be here. Or there's someone there that you've um, bumped heads with, someone there that doesn't like you. Take authority. Take authority and know that God has given you the mind of Christ. Now, you've got to believe this. You can't just, okay, say this. you got to truly believe this in your heart. Take authority over the atmosphere and know that God is with you. And say, hey, I rebuke, I cast down, I bind any error or anything the enemy is pointing at me, any poison the enemy is trying to place before me, anything the enemy is trying to do to tear my life down, I bind it and release it in the name of Jesus. And you can say that under your breath when you walk into a room. Um, you know, I always like to use myself as an example. I was just recently at an event and uh, this was an older lady that was sitting across from me and uh, we were just sitting there talking and the spirit of jealousy showed up. And, you know, once again, sometimes when the spirit of jealousy shows up, I got to be honest with you, uh, it's just a bit surprising. Uh, I'm not even going to say disappointing. It was just surprising. And when it showed up, there was a reminder in me that said, hey, you don't have to take this. All you got to do is say a prayer under your breath. You can do it while you're smiling, writing her face and just cast it down in the name of Jesus. I no jealousy, no harm shall come against me. I rebuke this feeling in the name of Jesus. You shall not attack me. I will not receive any irritation from this manner. I clear the atmosphere in the mighty name of Jesus. And when I tell you, just as sure as I said this prayer under my breath, no one knew, no one had any idea. When I tell you the spirit of jealousy cleared off her face, just as sure as I said that prayer, I was blown away. I, you know, no matter what I do, no matter how much God uses me as a vessel, no matter what I see, I'm always, I'm always blown away when the Holy Spirit shows up. Always blown away. Because it works. It truly works. And I, at that moment, I believed and I knew that he was going to show up regardless because he's always more powerful than any spirit of jealousy, than anything that any may try to dart at you. Um, and, you know, one of the things I can tell you, I'm not going to tell you I didn't get irritated because I did. Uh, only because, you know, we talk about the enemy orchestrating certain things just for you. 
in that moment, we were talking and I knew that um, there was something I was discussing that if the spirit of jealousy had shown up, it pro I probably would have gotten irritated because I didn't think it had a right to show up. <laughs> I didn't think it had a right because it wasn't that kind of environment for uh, jealousy or hatefulness. It was supposed to be a very relaxing environment. But um, so I did get irritated and I, then I knew immediately I wasn't supposed to because I didn't want to give the enemy that benefit. And then that's when the prayer took place. So I want you to understand, you're not going to always get this perfect, but you can get this right. Uh, and just remember, I'm going to go back to my story because uh, I'm nearing the end. I use this example of Abraham because God gave Abraham so a, a great promise Abraham had waited a long time for this great, terrific blessing to occur, and surely it did occur. I want you to look at this example and understand that God pointed out who he was to Abraham. And he, at that moment, was saying, my word shall not return to me void. What God started with Abraham, he did complete. So he's not going to start something and not finish it. And we do see that complete now. Um, in Abraham's life because a lot of us, once again, are seeds of Abraham and don't even know it. But another thing that God did, that when he approached Abraham, he actually gave him the gifts of generational blessings. So it did not just stop with Abraham's one son. It went on and on and on and on. Now, remember, Abraham went his whole life without this, okay? He went his entire life without this. And so one might think that it will never happen because that's what the enemy wants you to believe. That means it's surely going to happen. Remember, you have to believe the opposite. If you want to have that joy and go exceedingly abundantly above and beyond, you've got to believe it and you've got to see it in your mind and you've got to go there in your heart and say, I know this is going to happen. That is faith. And then guess what? It happens. So you walk your daily walk like that and you understand how to praise, you understand how to pray, you understand how to give God thanks and take the authority over the atmosphere. I'm going to tell you nothing, absolutely nothing can touch you in the mighty name of Jesus. I, um, I love walking this walk because I feel more confident and my faith and who I am now than I ever have in my life. And I'm going to tell you that it takes a great person of patience, just like Abraham was, to understand what God will do in your life without thinking he never, he's never going to show up. Uh, so I want you to understand that that story is highly significant because I know that things can be difficult in your life and it's very tough to have joy, but you've got to get away from what everybody else is doing and what the world is doing. And you've got to believe in the supernatural and pray it in the supernatural for the joy to live exceedingly abundantly above and beyond in the natural if that's where you want your life to go. But if you're not doing it in the supernatural, you cannot expect for your natural life to be joyous. You just can't make up joy in the natural. You understand what I'm saying? You can't make that up because even when you try, you end up being joyous one second and sad the next, and then you go back and forth all day like a roller coaster. We're talking about sustainable joy. We're talking about sustainability and living exceedingly abundantly above and beyond. So I've got a whole lot of tongue twisters going here. But either way, you can do it. And, you know, I do it. It's not tough. 
And, you know, I've been through a ton of things and a lot of stories you're here back and forth. But the most important thing, none of that is none, none of that is important is the only thing I feel like I love is what I'm doing today and how that experience has given me strength to go forth and have that joy and live that type of life that God wants us to live. That's praising God. Live the life with joy. You cannot praise God when you are sad and depressed. Joy praises God. Being who you are praises God. The last thing I want to say, and I, I know I'm going a little bit, it's interesting because sometimes I'll start at the beginning of these podcasts and, you know, I'll just flow and flow and flow. And sometimes I feel like, okay, I got to say something to get to 20 minutes. <laughs> and then I get past 20 minutes and then I don't want to stop talking, but that's how the Holy Spirit works. But remember the story of Hezekiah and Isaiah. And remember that, uh, he show, Isaiah showed up at Hezekiah's house, King Hezekiah's house, and told him he was surely going to die and to get his house in order. And at the end of the day, Hezekiah told God, as Isaiah walked away, that I cannot praise you from the grave. And this is very, 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 very deep because at the end of the day, no one can praise God from the grave. Um, and, and I'm gonna add an extra spin to that. If you are getting up and you are still alive and have actual breath in you and you're still walking around not praising God, you're acting like you're dead. Okay? You understand? So because Hezekiah said that to God, Isaiah came back and said, the Holy Spirit, God is adding 15 years to your life. That's when he got blessing. And that's when he spent those years, you better believe, in praise. So a very significant story, and I want you to remember that the next morning you get up and you don't want to praise how, and, and remember, how, remember how important that is. Uh, remember um, that God really responds to that. So anyway, uh, feel free to shoot me an email, love at cardelia.com, uh, C-A-R-D-E-L-I-A. Look me up on YouTube for my interviews, Cardelia Reed, it's R-E-I-D. I'm on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play. I'm also on Spotify, and um, I'm also working on a book, A Little Diary of Supernatural uh, Inspirations. So uh, thank you for listening. I look forward to having you in next time. Remember, if nothing else, Jesus loves you, and so do I.